Welcome to the Daily Drive. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on the Daily Drive Show team hopes you enjoy this show. Here's your host, Ken Noor. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm so incredibly glad that you are here today. I hope that you are having a fantastic week. And in the real world, it's Friday. And we aren't finished with this series, and we've got quite a few more shows actually left in the series about employee development. We started off talking about all of the basics of employee development. We moved into individual development plans. Then after that, we did a show on employee one-on-one meetings. And all of this starts to tie together as I was talking about the annual review process gets so much simpler because you're doing those one-on-one meetings. And today, I want to talk a little bit about the annual review process and why it is so important that we have annual reviews with our employees. But really, if you back up, it's much more important to have these one-on-ones because we have this continual dialogue. But the annual review is important because we do need a time when we are going to instruct our employees about either A, their accomplishments and pat them on the back, or B, their deficiencies and where we need to see improvement or see a little bit of both, which is what most employees really are, is a little bit of both. They're doing some great things and there's some things we want them to do better at. And we have to have a time where we document that for a lot of reasons, guys. There are a ton of reasons why we should have this documented. We want every employee to work out but not all of them do. And if we fail to document their deficiencies, when we take a moment and we have to go through a separation event, not having documentation about those deficiencies and why you have ultimately decided to terminate your relationship with them, without the documentation, you can get into some trouble, especially if that employee is in a protected class. And I would invite you to talk about that with your HR professional because I don't want to go down that whole road. But there are lots of reasons we should be documenting. Again, I really like this ongoing one-on-one methodology because we have this continual dialogue with the employee. And if we've really built the right culture, we have employees that are thinking about and are implementing self-analysis and criticism of their own and view that in a positive way because it is helping them grow to improve. Nevertheless, in the annual review, I highly recommend that you break the annual review into several different parts. And we'll talk about those parts independently. And we're going to spend this show specifically talking about the self-assessment. An employee going into an annual review 
should do a self-assessment. Again, in the one-on-ones, we're trying to coach them into doing an ongoing self-assessment, but in just the annual review, we should have them complete a self-assessment. And as they complete this self-assessment, we give them a variety of competencies that we want to have them take a deeper look at and take a true inner look and make an assessment. Now, we use a system I really like. It's called TrackStar. I'm not plugging them. There's no advertising. There's no relationship. It's just a system we really use. And we like the system TrackStar for a variety of different reasons. But in that system, an employee and a manager can rate each competency level or each criteria that we include for a particular job position in one of many ways. The simple method right down the middle is meets expectations. Above that is exceeds expectations. Above that is outstanding. Below meets expectations, we have needs some improvement, and then we have needs improvement. I want to talk about the guidelines we give employees when they are performing their self-assessment. So I'm going to give you the high-level advice that we give to each of our employees. And the first thing we tell them is be honest and critical. It isn't about just pointing out your triumphs. You should also critically assess the times you came up short. We try to get our employees to recognize that they should collect data about themselves, making notes throughout the year about things that they're working on for themselves and things that they've been successful. And the TrackStar system we use allows them a note taking place for that to occur. Two, we want you to be proud. Another one of the goals of the self-assessment is to toot your own horn. It's okay to come in and say, see what I did? I did these great things. It absolutely helps the manager that's doing the review not get caught up in the halo effect. And the halo effect is remembering what recently happened right around the review rather than things that happened, you know, 12 months ago or 11 months ago. Three, continually strive for growth. You should have your own improvement plan suggested. Managers that do reviews find it refreshing and actually good that an employee can look at and critically analyze what they want to improve in. And instead of feeling like we have to say, you got to get better at this, we instead can answer, I agree with the self-assessment. And this is a great area that he's focusing on his own improvement. The next is be professional. Take some time. We advise our employees to take some time with their self-assessment. If they're just going to wing through it, then it shows us that they don't really care. But if they take the time and be professional about it, take it seriously and write some decent information about each one of these competencies or areas that we evaluate, it shows that they're engaged and, and want to move forward. All that said, there's some other basic guidelines. And that is as we broke out those different uh, ratings, we give some guidelines along with that. If they're going to rate something needs improvement, they really need to write a minimum of a couple of paragraphs. So that that's how we look at it on both ways. If they're going to be on the extreme edges, they've got to write and document why they're saying that. So if they 
needs improvement, they need to write a couple of paragraphs. If they write needs some improvement, they need to write at least a paragraph. And if they write meets expectations, you don't have to write anything. You can just check meets expectations and move on. But if you're going to go through your entire review and just check meets expectations and not write anything, you're going to be quite disappointed because I think all employees have something that they can be working on and meeting expectations for us is a high standard. I'm going to talk about that here in a moment too. So the next is exceeds expectations. And again, write at least a paragraph and outstanding. You're going to need to write a book. And we say that you're going to need to write a book when you write outstanding because you're saying that you're so good at whatever that element is that you have no room for improvement and you should be held up as the poster child, if you will, for everyone in the company related to that. So let's just say we're talking about analytics or analytical thinking and they want to write themselves as outstanding means that they can't get any better at analytics, that they are at the top of the field in analytics and analytical thinking. And by rating themselves as outstanding, they clearly aren't analytically thinking anyway, but that's beside the point. The other thing that I want to talk about when we talk about meets expectations and exceeds expectations, those two words really mean a lot to us. They mean a lot to me, and that is the word expectations. What are our expectations? Well, a new employee that's getting a 90-day review, and I'm reviewing them on, let's say, for instance, business knowledge, that's knowledge of our company, its procedures and whatnot, they may meet my expectations within 90 days because they progress far enough and they're absorbing it. But a year from now, my expectations have moved. It's not the same as it was when they're only 90 days old. Now I expect them to actually know more. And so if they didn't progress in any knowledge there, they would no longer meet my expectations. Expectations are fluid. And we have to be able to communicate that to our employees especially in that first 90-day review. But if we're doing this in the one-on-one, it goes on forever. So the example I like to give about meeting expectations are if you're on an NFL team and I'm the coach and I tell you my expectations this year are that we are going to go to the playoffs, we are going to go to the Super Bowl, and we are going to win the Super Bowl. Those are my expectations, and those are pretty lofty because there's thousands of players in the NFL. There are 32 teams, and only one of them is going to win. That means there's going to be a lot of people that are going to lose. And quite candidly, the chances that my team are going to go to the Super Bowl are not incredibly great every year, depending on what team I'm on, unless you're the Patriots and have this dynasty thing going on. But if you're like me, a fan of the Miami Dolphins, that's pretty high expectations, very high expectations. But I imagine that the coaches go in every year with that expectation. So the reality is most employees, if I set the bar high enough, are going to have a hard time meeting my expectations, especially if I want to go to the Super Bowl, right? And I want to win it. So it doesn't mean that they've done poorly. They're just not meeting my expectations because I've established them so highly. So it's difficult in some arenas to even exceed my expectations. So for instance, on attendance and punctuality, you can't exceed my expectations. My expectations that you're always on time and that you're at work every day that you're supposed to be. And so it's very, very difficult for me to give you exceeds. In fact, I'll almost never hand out and exceeds integrity is another one like we have that as an element and it's impossible it is absolutely impossible 
to exceed my expectations on integrity. You're not going to get an outstanding. You either have integrity or you don't have integrity. And so there is some things there that I need to clearly communicate with our employees about how we judge expectations, meeting expectations and exceeding expectations. So here's an important part, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, about what you do with your part of the review and how we deal with the self-assessment that's done ahead of time. But today, I wanted to give you a really good, deep understanding about the self-assessment, and I think I've accomplished that. I hope that I have met your expectations or exceeded them. Have a great day, guys, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.